into the contest. It is Monday, May 16. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. How are you, Shane? Not too bad, Timmy. An interesting weekend. We'll talk about Andrew Simons in a minute. Very sad news there. But uh, apart from that, mate, I had a, had a nice weekend. It was um, a lot of kids' sport, a bit of cooking. Um, but I believe you're at uh, a very... High-profile party, Tim. Yeah, Richard Wilkins, the great Dickie, 35 years, or as I call him, Dickford, 35 years <laughs> at Channel 9 on Friday night. So it was a it was a bit of a reunion, really, of a lot of the people that I've worked with over the years. But, look, the standout feature of Dickie's place is this bar. Honestly, you could order <laughs> every cocktail you could think of. It's like sort of stepping into L.A., but, uh, look, he's a good man. Uh, Richard Wilkins, yeah, 35 years at Channel 9. So it was, uh, yeah, Delta Goodrum, they're all there. So uh, the great Dickie, uh, he just marches on. Now, as you mentioned, Shane, um, some terribly, terribly sad news yesterday with the passing of Andrew Simons. We're going to have a look back at a remarkable Mm. cricketer and individual. Also, Chelsea, oh, their hearts are broken in the FA Cup. And uh, the Rugby League magic round, it was pretty magical. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. Couldn't believe it again, Shane, uh, when the news came through. Andrew Simons, um, I knew him pretty well. You knew him very well. Um, Yeah, it was just unbelievable. Yeah, a, a devastating year, mate, particularly uh, for cricketers around the world. Um, look, I knew all three three of these guys, Rod, Rod Marsh, and look, Rod Marsh being 74, a little bit older, you can sort of somehow deal with that mentally. And then Warney, 52, never thought Warney was going to go, but uh, Andrew Simons at 46 is just way too young uh, to be taken away um, from his mates and his family. And um, yeah, really, really sad news, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling with this one, to be honest. He was a good guy too, wasn't he? He was um, he was quite a guarded guy from a media perspective. Uh, he was a guarded guy, but once once he liked you, once he trusted you, he took you in. He was a loyal puppy dog, that's for sure. And look, the thing I loved about Andrew Simons he was he was strong, he was fast, and he was funny. He was he was really really funny, and he'd often would always laugh at his own expense. Look, he wasn't, and I've said on this show before, he wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed, but he really embraced that. And he would really laugh at his own <laughs> misdemeanors and jokes. But uh, it was really sad the way that he finished with Cricket Australia. He just didn't feel he was supported there um, after the Monkey Gate stuff. And he really felt that uh, Cricket Australia um, didn't support him that well. And in particular, they made him sign a different contract that he couldn't drink. Um, and when he broke that having a beer, watching a state of origin, he never played for Australia again. So he sort of left the cricket circles in the same sort of way, he's left left the earth, mate, very quickly and abruptly and way too soon. Yeah, that was a, a huge story, wasn't it, in cricketing terms, what mm-hmm. happened at the SCG in that final test match and Harbhajan Singh and uh, the whole monkey gate. 
uh, he he felt like he was a scapegoat, didn't he, Andrew? Because um, for anyone that can remember that, uh, and I can remember it clearly, I was doing a radio show with Stuart McGill when it was happening over the summer months at uh, the old 2UE. It, it was just huge. And, um, yeah, he, he, he didn't feel like he got treated well at all. Well, it, it appears he, and he hadn't been treated well. He, he said on oath a number of times that he was called a monkey. Um, and he said that the microphone uh, recordings from the stump mics had been deleted. Um, and it really came down to India saying, well, this is a bit of a, um, a go at them. And the racial sort of connotations came into the whole argument. And with Cricket Australia and India being their key um, uh, matches and tournaments, Cricket Australia stood to lose a lot of money. So they took the size of the Indians and not Andrew Simons, and he was pretty heartbroken with that. Yeah, on a lighter note, the the shoulder bump. Look, he always saw himself as a yeah. as a bit of a rugby league man. He was a strong guy. He, he loved his footy. He was a Cowboys fan. In the end, it sort of spent a bit of time at the Broncos. But that streaker uh, probably still has a uh, sore rotator cuff. <laughs> it, was, it was one of the best hits I've ever seen. Look, notes to streakers. If you run onto a field naked with no shoes on, don't run towards an Andrew Simons type because they will smash you. Look, he could have played footy, I reckon. Um, as I mentioned at the start, he was strong and fast. Uh, and a few times he pulled on. I think it was a, it was almost like a state of origin um, uh, celebrity game. And he played and, and him and Benny Lice went head to head. It was, it was good to watch. But look, uh, a wonderful athlete. He, he was a good mate, a very loyal friend. And uh, he's, he's going to be sadly missed. Tough for people like Michael Clark. Uh, look, uh, he, he put out on Instagram just a single word, devastated. But they were very, very tight. And this happens in life when, when you know, those friendships are never repaired and something like this happens. Um, boy, it must be difficult. Yeah, you're right. They were tight at the start. It didn't end, end up like that in the end. And, um, and, yeah, I think you're right, Timmy. Not being able to fully repair those those wounds. Look, they played a lot of cricket together. They won a lot of games together and, and tournaments together. Um, but sadly, it, their relationship ended pretty poorly and it will never be fixed now. No, absolutely. God rest his soul. Our, mm. our, our thoughts are with his family, um, Andrew Simons. Uh, 46 years, he lived at Fast and Furious and uh, he's left an amazing mark on the cricketing world. All right, now, real change of pace. Uh, Shano, the, the penalty shootout in the FA Cup final. Unbelievable, Timmy. Uh, Liverpool playing Chelsea. Um, and once again, it's happened twice this year. Liverpool has beaten Chelsea in a penalty shootout. That it, was, it was nil all once again at full time. Uh, and Liverpool prevailing 6-5 to five in the penalty shootout. And uh, that keeps Liverpool now still in the hunt for all four major titles in football this year. They are having, they are having a bumper season. We know that Man City's up there in the top for um, the premiership. But Liverpool... First one in the can, then they're marching forward. Yeah, absolutely. Phenomenal. And Ange Postacoglu, the Celtic got the chocolates. They did, mate. And uh, congratulations to Ange and his team. Uh, a fantastic win. Uh, we, we mentioned last week that they sort of um, had, had pretty much uh, captured the title uh, with their win over Dundee. But they played at home in, uh, against Motherwell and won 6 deal in front of their homes. And Ange made some, uh, he made a beautiful speech, you know, saying champions that we are. He said, thanks for embracing me. Uh, thanks for embracing my family. And thanks for embracing this jumper. 
Um, we'll be back bigger and stronger next year because we never stop. And uh, the crowd, he reckons he can't, he will not ever be able to drink the amount of whiskey that he's being sent right now. <laughs> so good on him. <laughs> be, be, be nice to have him as coach as the Socceroos, to be honest with you. Stay with us. Well done, Ange Postacoglu. We've got all the AFL and the magic round. Dustin Martin, we wanted him to come back and, and come back with a great deal of strength. He's done that, uh, Shane. A freak goal for uh, Richmond. Yeah, look, class is permanent, isn't it, Timmy? And um, look, he just picked this ball up. It was it was close to the post, but he's on the boundary line with absolutely no angle to work with at all. He just put the ball into his left foot in a split second and kicked the goal, as I said, with no angle at all. And these are the sort of little things that can really um, – uh, give a, a team that's struggling a bit a lot of confidence. And uh, I think Dusty coming back and doing those little magical things will really, really help Richmond. Yeah, absolutely. And Melbourne, whack West Coast by 74 points. And that extends their winning streak. Just fantastic. A Gold Coast uh, stunned Fremantle and uh, your Sydney Swans, my Sydney Swans, into the top four. Yeah, well, we'll st- starting with Melbourne, mate, that's that's their 16th win in a row. Um the thing I like about Melbourne, prior to them winning by 83 points last year in the grand final in Perth, they'd lost 17 straight matches at Subiaco. So all these players there would have had really, really negative and, and poor experiences about all going to Perth. So now they're really going to make the most of it. So, so well done to them. But yeah, Luke Parker uh, pretty much dominated the uh, the Bombers and also was, uh, was mocking their flightiness, um, sort of insinuating that they were pretty sort of uh, weak in the, um, in the in the contests and uh, a little bit of sledging going on, which is really, really good to see. But the Swans bouncing back after their two losses. Yeah, absolutely. Now the Magic Round, a uh, huge crowd. They had uh, woeful weather, of course. Um, South East Queensland's been monstered the past uh, week or so, all, almost all year, and uh, got through it well. Well done. I mean, they really have turned the surface at Suncorp Stadium around for it to be um, as good as it was, because remember, people used to joke and call it Sandcorp at the start when it was yeah. first built. So well built, uh, but some big stories to come out of the Magic Round. Uh, it looks like Trent Barrett, um, according to some articles, could have coached his last game for the Bulldogs. Well, we did predict it on Afternoon Sport, and it looks like it will be coming. Um, it will be coming true, I think, today. By the end of today, I think Trent Barrett will not be the coach of the Bulldogs. There's been an extraordinary meeting called. Now, um, Phil Gould. Gould came out only last week giving full support to Trent Barrett, but uh, he may not have a say in this as the board members are meeting together today um, to make that decision. They don't normally meet, Tim, unless someone's going to be sacked. A lot of talk around whether or not Cameron Munster was going to go to the Roosters and Kiri was going to be kicked out, but they were really good. Uh, they, they got out to a good league. Parramatta, it was, I think it was the match of the Magic Round, to be honest with you, Parramatta and Roosters. And then uh, they kicked again at the end. Sam Walker was brilliant. So was Joseph Suwali, this precocious talent on the teenager on the, on the wing they paid a lot of money for to get him. Um, and you can see why. And uh, yeah, so the, the Roosters, uh, we know some people that'll be happy. We do. Uh, 31 to 24, they beat Parramatta. Sam Walker, Playing brilliantly well. Uh, look, that little chip and chase try that he scored, I thought was fantastic. His kicking game was outstanding. Saying that, um, don't forget the second half. The uh, the Roosters are leading twenty five to six, um, and Parramatta came back. The big thing the Roosters have got to fix is their defence, and in particular Sam Walker's defence. He was disappointed with it. 
with his own personally, but around the ruck too, they're, they're pretty loose, the Roosters, so they need to fix that quickly if they're going to be a genuine contender. Yeah, words are cheap in boxing, but Tim Zeus copped a spray. He has, mate. Well, some Fox Sports journalist has really um, stoked the fire here. Uh, Jeremel Carlo uh, was having his post-match conference, and he sort of said that Costa Zoo was watching the fight, and he reckons he's pretty soft. Um, and he said, well, it's very, very different heat over here in America. So uh, no, no love loss there, but I don't know if uh, Tim Zoo will get that fight straight away now. And, mate, uh, to wrap it up today, quite appropriately, uh, we've, we've had a few Andrew Simon stories, to be fair, over mm. the course of time. Another good one. Yeah, mate. So, uh, as I said, he was uh, a guy that could really make fun of himself. And, um, as I said, he was the sharpest tool in the shed. And I remember at the Creed Academy, we went down to, uh, I think, Rundle Mall in Adelaide there. And um, a girl was selling raffle tickets and he walked up to her mm. and, and said, sweetheart, I'll buy a couple of tickets. And she said, when do you think the tickets will be... Um, drawn and she said on the 31st he said well I'll be expecting a call on the 32nd then <laughs> just, to, just to her amazement she said I don't think there's a 32nd he said well maybe maybe not in your world but there is in mine <laughs> uh, yeah is... lovely guy mate and um, as I said at the start mate he's going to be really really sadly missed buddy absolutely yeah that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. And, of course, the number one producer, the great Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Building. Resilience. Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience podcast on your favorite podcast app.